absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to yet another episode of Leave the Pin In Podcast. I'm Dan. This is my buddy, the man currently sleeping in his car in hopes of replacing Justin Thomas at the PGA Championship, Scott. Scott, what is the good word? Yeah, do you think that the PGA of America is going to have a problem that my Jeep is currently parked on the first hole of the red course? I don't see that as a problem at all. As a basically lifelong Long Island resident, I believe that's your VIP parking for the week. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's people, there's no one here. It's absolutely dead because it's raining. Um, Supposedly, Tiger played an early morning round. Um, and I think nobody else made it past the driving range, from um, what I heard. I, I don't doubt. I saw a bunch of information on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Ian Poulter had even posted that he was not going to fly in today because the weather was supposed to be so bad, so instead he's just going to fly in tomorrow afternoon because he was supposed to come up Monday to practice, and a ton of people are canceling their practice rounds. Oh, okay. Well, again, it might be a little quiet out there tomorrow, but... If nothing else, um, I'll purchase a dangerous amount of merch. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Let's get into the Justin Thomas thing real quick. I mean, literally, that just happened before we started recording. Uh, Justin Thomas writes that my wrist is not yet fully healed. Obviously, as a past champion, this tournament is extra special to me. He said it consistently has the strongest field in golf, and I'm disappointed to not be among those competing this year, but I'm optimistic about a return in the near future. Kelly Craft replaces him. Um, so that's that's one of those things. That's like going into the theaters and hoping to see Avengers Endgame and being replaced with Dumbo. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, lo- I like Justin Thomas a lot, and he was potentially someone that I was thinking about, like, making a pick. Uh, so, obviously, he's out, and Kelly Craft is not going to be uh, replacing him on my list of picks. No, just, not at all. And, and look, put it that way. We, we know that JT has had a lot of wrist injuries. If you remember at the beginning of the year in Hawaii, he was taped up with a physio tape, up and down his arm, and I'm wondering if it stems from that incident where he hit the root with that recovery shot. Yeah, I mean, that's most likely going back that far. Yep, that's probably it. And speaking of Justin Thomas, I'm actually sitting here... Uh, with Justin Thomas? With Justin Thomas, uh, an 8x10 <laughs> autographed picture that Justin Thomas signed <laughs> for my for my kids. So I'm, I'm, I feel the presence of Justin Thomas... Um, you know, this one's for you, buddy. Yeah, well, I wonder if he's going to stay home or if he's going to, because I'm sure he was like sharing a house with Ricky or something. Oh, wonder sure. If still going to be doing that or if now Ricky's got to foot the whole bill for the Airbnb. <laughs> I wonder if I mean, maybe, I, maybe Spieth comes can, in. I think he can, I think he can afford it. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I feel like Spieth probably has, he stays with his family the whole time. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. But, I would love to like see Spieth win it for like, him. He's got like the whole extended family there. Okay. Yeah, I you know I know his sister travels a lot with him. Um, you know the family does. They're very very close. But how awesome would it be for for um, 
him to win for JT. See Spieth kind of complete the, the turnaround at Bethpage. Mm. I don't think so because the course is so long and he's not a bomber, you know? Yeah, no. I, I was uh, I was telling someone today, someone asked me what I thought would be like a good like dark horse pick. And he's like, no one's taking Spieth. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, even if his game does get back in shape, I, I don't know how well this course fits him. I I I don't think it does at all, honestly. Love the guy, but I don't think it does at all. But uh, I do hope he turns it around. Uh, a good finish would make me happy. It would be validation for him all the times that he says, hey, I'm close, I'm close, I'm close. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, we've been talking about it. You changed the logo, Scott, on our, uh, on our iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere that we are on and you know what week it is, Scott. It is PGA Championship at Bethpage Black Week. That's so. right, baby. We're back on black. So, Scott, you and I grew up there. I mean, we've got probably the most intimate knowledge of the place. You're going to be on the grounds this week representing Leave the Pin In. I mean, this is our week. Yeah, I, I was... I, I, it's it's one of those things where it's crazy because there's this like huge event going on. And I, I remember Beth Page before it looked like it looks now. You know, they're, before like, they put in all those nice brick walkways and expanded everything and cleaned up the, the fencing and made it look all pretty. Now, I remember it pre, you know, Reese Jones Open Doctor. So, right. We, yeah, it's, the f- it's, and, it, and the other thing is, even though it's so familiar, when it's set up for a tournament, even like the, the FedEx Cup playoff events, which are not as big as this, it does not look the same. Right, and I think the thing is what people need to remember, and it's it's hard for some people to think about this um, so long ago, but the first time that you and I played black was right after they announced that the U.S. Open was going to come to Bethpage, and that was 1996 was the first time that you and I played. Uh, was it, did we play in 96, or was it after... This is the next year, 97, after you got back from college. Maybe it was. I don't remember. My memory's not that good. But it, it was one of those years. But, you, you know, you're right. Like, we have the ability to remember that place before it was dolled up by the USGA. You know, now the PGA as well. Um, and, and the PGA Tour have all held events there. Mm-hmm. So, not that it was scraggly by any stretch of the imagination, but... It was definitely not as polished as the pictures that you see now. No, definitely not. Um, the, the bunkers had kind of, as tends to happen with golf course maintenance, the, the bunkers were not the same as they were you know, when the course was originally built, and that was one of the, the major projects they had when they kind of rehabbed it for the Open. Uh, that and just, you know, like I said, they made it and the grounds look a lot prettier than they used to. Yeah, I mean, it was literally like your run-of-the-mill state park. And, and I say run-of-the-mill, I mean run-of-the-millions mm. of people that live out there. Um, it's not a state park that was like 
not heavily frequented. I mean, this this place is mobbed every single day and and double that on the weekends. Oh, absolutely. So it, it's it's very cool. It gives the that Nassau County area of Long Island its shine for the week. It really is a truly special place. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some some negatives to it. Uh, for the people that live there, Round Swamp Road is closed almost indefinitely until they move all the structures out. You've got parking, which you're gonna find tomorrow is a pain to have to park at Jones Beach and then get shuttled well, over. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm I'm parking at my parents' house and taking an Uber. And not that that leaves you off of the course, I still have to take a shuttle, but it's a lot closer than Jones Beach. Okay, where's that shuttle drop off? Somewhere in Melville, it's maybe like a five-minute ride to the course. It'll okay. take 20, but you know how it goes. Yeah, understood, especially with Long Island traffic. It's Long Island traffic, and there's a major event. Um, so now, Scott, we got to let people know, I mean, this is honestly, this has been a big week, right? We had Joe Griner, Max Holmes' caddy on last week, and, oh. um, you, you know, to, to say that he pushed us over the edge, I, I think... I think he did, Scotto. The numbers on on his pod were fantastic. Um, the numbers overall, with the number of subscribers and listens, has been through the roof as of late, which allowed us to come up with our first ever piece of merch: the "Leave the Pin In" Beth Page warning stickers, which you are going to have tomorrow at Beth Page Black. You know what I should do uh, after we're done here. Um, <clears throat> I will uh, snap a picture of it for, for Instagram. Definitely. Yeah, definitely put it up. Um, we'll, we'll post that uh, on the story. And we'll also post on the story the exact way that you can get a sticker from Scott tomorrow, but also, in other big news for Leave the Pin In, um, how you can get a Beth Page Swing Juice t-shirt. So, Scott, we have partnered up, right, with Swing Juice. We're only going to partner up with brands that we appreciate and respect and would buy on our own. And I did own, I do own, a bunch of Swing Juice shirts even before they came on as our lead sponsor. So, I was going to say, there's a bunch of shirt, bunch of Instagram pictures of you wearing their shirts. The, oh, the for Eli sure. Magnolia's one, the, the one, the Caddyshack one. There's a, a few other ones I don't remember offhand, but those two stand out. Yeah, I mean, I've got about, geez, probably eight to ten of them uh, from back in the day, like when they first started, I fell in love with the brand. And they're phenomenal wear to the range. I wear them to work out, wear them to the beach all summer long. And they're extremely soft. And, and honestly, look, if you're a golf fan, you cannot find more topical shirts than from Swing Juice. All right? There's, there's just no way around it. They just make such phenomenal, clever golf t-shirts. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like, there's no good like golf T-shirts, or there didn't used to be, and then Swing Juice came around, and now there's plenty. Yeah, for sure. So on top of that, on top of them being a sponsor for us, I'm actually going to be writing and blogging over at SwingJuice.com. So if you don't get enough, leave the pin in on our interview series, on our weekly podcast, on our Instagram, and on our Twitter. Go over to SwingJuice.com, check out my blogs. Um, they're all up there. Everyone is, you know, from me, if it says angry golf Hulk, that's, that's me as well. Uh, that's real old school for the old school fans out there. But, um, 
you know, check it out. I just did one about getting hit by a golf ball. We're going to do a Beth Page one on Wednesday. And uh, it's just another medium for us here at Leave the Pin In to kind of express ourselves within the golf world. Yeah, you know what? More golf, the better. Yeah, so, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm excited because the, the few that you wrote before were really good. And, um, yeah. Hey, do you remember my old – I had a blog like years ago. Just playing around? Just playing around. For sure. I, I should go back and read some of those because they're probably hysterically funny now. <laughs> i I got to find those. And that, that's, we, can, we can review some of those takes at some point. I like that. They, they might be lost to the ether that is the internet, but I'm sure they're there somewhere down some nah, I still, still got it bookmarked. Okay. I just don't look at it anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, Scott, so with all that being said, new merch for Leave the Pin In, um, partnership with Swing Juice, me doing the blog over at swingjuice.com. Scott, tell people what they can do tomorrow if they're going to Bethpage, how to find you, and what you're giving away. So tomorrow I will be uh, – I mean, I'll be there pretty early in the day, but I, I don't know exactly where, but – at 1 o'clock on the 17th tee, I'll be hanging out. Um, I'll pop one of the, the stickers on my, my hat. So you'll see the sticker on Instagram, and I'll pop it on my hat. So you find me with the sticker. And if you're one of the first couple people, uh, you, you can get a, a T-shirt, a Swing Juice T-shirt. All right, so that's 17th green, right? 17th T. 17th T, sorry. Yeah, don't go to the 17th green. You will not find Scott. You'll go on a wild goose chase. But 17th T tomorrow, 1 p.m., Beth Page Black. Scott will be there giving out swingjuice.com t-shirts as well as leave the pin in stickers. Yes, yeah. If, yeah, if you if you miss the t-shirt, there's a good chance that there'll be a sticker. I, print, I got about 200 of those that I'm bringing with me. Okay, very cool. And then also, if you happen to get a sticker at any point in time during the week, uh, take a picture of yourself with the sticker somewhere on Beth Page Black, in or around the course, the merch, tent, whatever. Tag us, post on Instagram, tag us on it. Uh, we'll give you a feature on our Instagram story and give you a shout out on the pod next week. What we don't want you to do uh, is to vandalize the place by putting the stickers somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, please don't vandalize that stage black. Um, I'm a New York State resident, and if you vandalize it, my tax dollars will be going to pay for the cleanup. So please do not do that. Um, I think, Scott, one of the things we could do too, if you can get a picture of our sticker with a caddy holding the bag or a PGA Tour Pro, I think, Scott, that we might be able to do something very cool from Swing Juice for those people if they're able to accomplish that task. Mm, that would be pretty awesome. But don't do, you know, don't do it to people during the round. Do it after their round. So be respectful of the players out there. Don't do it when they're putting or practicing. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I will make a suggestion. If you're the kind of person who values having a conversation with a PGA Tour pro, Hang out by the, the back of the clubhouse. There's a, a big patio out there. If the weather's decent, 
the, you know, they'll be eating out there. Don't bother them while they're eating with their family. But there are pros that will kind of come down, hang out by the fence, and just talk to people. Um, so that's a spot where it is potentially uh, a place to, to meet players. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, and I, you know, the biggest thing is too. If you even look on the back of the tickets, it'll say like, "Don't approach the players." You know, during tournament week proper, Thursday through Sunday, while they're at the putting green and stuff like that. Now, during the practice round, if a guy's walking up to the ropes or something like that, it's a little bit different story. You kind of gauge, uh, you gauge their ability to want to talk or not. And you know, some guys love it. Other guys, if you see them with their head down, it's just like a person on the street. I mean, if you saw a dude walking with his head down, you probably wouldn't say hi to him, you know. But if someone's making eye contact with you or something, and uh, you say, "Hey, you know, can I get a quick pick?" and you say, "Hey, can I hold the uh, leave the pin in sticker up with them?" Cool. And if you want to give them the sticker, give them the sticker. We'll get you more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? A good way to kind of just open up that conversation. Let's say hypothetically, Ricky Fowler's on the tee and you want to talk to Ricky Fowler, just say, hey, Ricky, good luck. And then if he responds something more than just kind of a head nod, you know, maybe say something else to him, you know, later on. Yeah, don't don't be the guy screaming mashed potatoes or something, you know, stupid as all hell like that. You got to understand that, that they're people. And, you know, Scott and I know a few pros, you know, a bunch of people in golf, and to a person, to a man, to a woman, they will all tell you, like, I'm just a person, okay? I happen to have what you think is a cool job. It gets monotonous for me at times, but it's a cool job. And just treat me like a per. Just talk to me normal because that's what I am. I'm not a zoo animal. You don't have to scream at me. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're, they're just people. Treat them like people and, uh, and show them a little respect, too. Like yeah. If, and that's the thing. Like, they're working. Even if you do happen to, like, hey, you know, you know, yell someone, hey, good shot or something like that, even if they don't respond, that doesn't mean they hate you. That just means they're working. Right. It, you know, you're not that important to them. Yeah, I think that's what people need to realize. I mean, look, the bottom line is no one is that important. You know what I mean? The pros included. They're just people. So just because they're on the other side of the rope um, – you know, it, it doesn't mean that they have to talk to you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to you. You know, each individual is completely different and has a different personality. And some are more outgoing than others. And honestly, it's a major championship. It's a lot different than going to um, a random PGA Tour event, you know, in California uh, in February. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, Scott, I want to get your takes on a few things. We're going to stick with Beth Page, obviously. Um, there's no bigger story in golf right now but that. Uh, looking at this weather, I mean, it looks like you're going to get pissed on tomorrow down there. Uh, what What are your thoughts about the PGA moving to May? Me, personally, I look at the way the weather's been the last few days, and I, you know... Look, I think it's dumb luck that the weather's this bad. I think the mm-hmm. only thing saving this change this year is that they decided to do it in a year in which it's being played at Bethpage Black. Right. Um, I actually like the move to May. I think it opens up, uh, I mean, this isn't like anything shocking, but it opens up a ton of courses that were not really available to them in August. 
Um, you know what? The weather stinks, and it doesn't matter. I mean, if you remember the '09 Open, the weather was terrible then too. So it just is what it is. Yeah, I weather's don't. Gonna, weather's going to be weather, and until Bryson invents his machine, we're just stuck with it. Sure. I don't mind the move to May. Um, I like that call of it opening up courses. You know, so all those cool weather grass courses that burn out and their courses are basically on the edge in August, we can now go to. It's just you've got, you know, uh, this climatic pattern over the last two, three years, which, you know, April and May have have really been dumped upon weather-wise. Exactly. Exactly. But people are, you know, a few internet people, if you will, uh, you know, I've read complaints about it just seems too soon. I mean, I'm psyched. Like, we've got our second major already. I always thought that the last three were so condensed and the jump from Augusta to... uh, the U.S. Open was was way too long. Well, you had the the players in there. Yeah, of um, course, but that's not it a major. Been, it would have been. It would have ended yesterday. Right, so. but again, not um, a major. And and you're looking no. at, you know, May, uh, the the end of April, all of May, and three weeks in June before you get the U.S. Open. You know, and now I'm tied. You know, they tied me over with the PGA. And then I get the U.S. Open in a month again. And then guess what I get after that in a month? The Open Championship. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think it's great. I, I really do like it. I, it feels too soon, but I think once people are used to it, then it won't feel too soon. It'll just be the way it is. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is people are like, hey, Tiger won the Masters. Tiger has a chance at the Grand Slam and Tiger hasn't played a tournament since? Like, that's crazy. But when you look at it, it's really only like, what, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Right, because that week after he won, you know he wasn't going to play anyway. You know, he's so tired and drained, so he only had like three weeks off. That's not a lot. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, there was really only, if he was going to play, there was only going to be one tournament that he was going to play anyway. So... Yeah, if he if he stuck with his old routine, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm cool. I'm I'm cool with it being in May. Yeah, I that's mean all, that's all I have to say about that. I've got no problem. <laughs> Look, if you if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna give me four major championships every week in June, I wouldn't care. You, you know what I mean? I mean, these are my favorite oh. weeks of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for us, it's like uh, uh, there's a major. Okay, cool. You know, and you know, and maybe because there's you know less eyes on you know, PGA, men's golf majors, maybe there'll be, you know, some more interest in some of the women's majors. Right, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that. I hope the Web.com tour, once it gets on TV, Mm -hmm. maybe gets a little bit more shine. The LPGA majors get a little bit more push. Right, exactly. But like you said, great point you made before is that once it becomes the new norm, then everyone forgets. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into some of your favorite Beth Page memories. Um, mm. I, I, I'm sure we have a ton. I say we limit it to two memories. They can be about playing the course. They can be about 
when you were like a little kid at the course or anything like that? Just any Beth Page memories? I mean, obviously, the time we played the black, you know, we uh, we didn't sleep in the car, but we woke up super early. Um, you know, we got a, a fairly early tea time too. I think we teed off maybe between ten and eleven. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, and and obviously, you know, the fact that it's Beth Page Black and we really didn't belong there, but we still, you know, had opportunities to make some pars. I made a birdie. You know, the, the, that kind of stuff sticks with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I, I was telling someone a couple weeks ago, the first time I saw Beth Page Black, I think I was like nine or ten years old. My grandfather used to take me to the, the driving range at SUNY Farmingdale, and that's where I, I learned to hit balls. And one time after that, we, we took a ride down to Beth Page Black just to watch people tee off. And the first time I was there, I remember seeing that sign and asking my grandfather, like, hey, what's out there? And he's just like, it's just a really tough golf course. <laughs> I was like, well, why do they need a sign? And he's like, they need a sign. And that was pretty much the way he left it. That's phenomenal. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's like a kid that believes he has monsters in his closet. Like, you know, what, what, what's out there past the first tee box? Well, and if you think about it, like that's the that's the mental game. It starts before you even set foot on grass, because you're if you are not familiar with it, you walk by and you're like, "Huh, warning, this is for extre- you know extremely skilled golfers." That's in your head while you're standing on the tee. Yeah, you're second guessing yourself and going, mm-hmm. "You know what? Am I an extremely skilled golfer?" Exactly. And, and not only that, there's a ton of people around because what are you going to do while you're waiting to tee off on one of the other four courses? Like, go watch guys tee off on the black. So there's a ton of people standing around waiting to critique your swing and critique where your shot ends up. And in and, typical New Yorker fashion, they do loudly. Yep, exactly. And I, again, I, I've done it. I've gone there and stood there and watched people tee off. I've gone to Best Age Black with no intention of playing golf and just hung out there because I had, like, some time to kill on Long Island. And I stood there and watched people tee off. Now, I don't shout at them, like, hey, that's a terrible shot. But in the back of my head, I'm like, that guy's going to be in for a rough day. It is definitely a very special piece of property um, on Western Long Island. Yeah. So those are, those are my two. I, I mean, I could expand, but I'll stick with those two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to go with the interaction. I'm going to go with three, actually, but one is, is a classic story we have to tell. Um, go for it. The first one is the interaction we had with the starter when we got there. If you remember, mm-hmm. the two guys that we played with had caddies. Yes, they did. And so that was Im- intimidating too, because we were just two, you know, high schoolers, and and Scott and I didn't play high school golf. Uh, we had gotten into it two totally, completely different ways. Scott kind of got out of golf a little bit. I started getting into it, and he was like, "Oh, you're playing now. I'll play." And then we kind of really dove headfirst, mm-hmm. you know, both feet in. Um, and I remember. 
the starter, kind of like an old curmudgeon Long Islander, probably was an ex-police chief. Um, I feel like every starter on Long Island was an ex-fire chief or ex-police chief or something along those lines or a New York City detective mm. or whatever. And he goes, uh, hey, um, you know you probably shouldn't be playing this course. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Um, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And he was like, what's your handicap? I didn't have a handicap. You know, and I just remember being like, ah, it's three. <laughs> and he was, and he kind of looked at me and sized me up and was looking at my clubs. He was like, uh, all right, go have a good time. And uh, I, I do remember finding either the fairway or just the, the lightest bit of rough, but it was not far. Like it might have been all of 190, maybe 200 yards, even with the downhill drop, you know. Right, yeah. And um, well, and you're blocked anyway, unless you make it to the bend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I played that as a, as a par five, you know. But honestly, when Scott yeah. and I played, we literally had no reason being out there with the ability level that we had in the game. But we played fast, we had a great time, and it was just like truly public golf. It was like if you could pay – if you were willing to grind and suck it up and wait in line to get a tee time, you can go play. Yeah, and, and we didn't play great, but we definitely didn't play that bad that we were humiliating ourselves. We broke 100. Yeah, we did. You know? And for a teenage kid that never really played golf, I think I was about a year or two into playing golf, um, that was good for us. Yeah, and... We weren't there to, to ruin other people's day. Right. So even if it was going to be bad, we were just picking up and moving on. Right. But one of the people we play with, Scott, tried ruining your day. Uh, yeah. He was very interested in seeing a part of my body um, because, well, I, I, and I've mentioned it before, I, I play a little bit of a fade. It's significantly decreased with technology and just the fact that I'm a little bit better now. Oh, for sure. Um, but but back in the, the day, it was probably a good, I'd say, 40-yard fade. That's very fair. Um, so obviously I got to play shots out to the left, uh, and they'd fade into the fairway. And again, it seems, you know, 40-yard fade seems rough. I knew what it was going to do, so it was pretty controllable. But on some holes, you can't aim far enough left because there's trees there. The fifth hole is one of those holes. There's trees all down the left side. And in order for me to have anywhere close to a decent shot, I got to basically aim at the trees and hope it doesn't hit anything. You know, the whole 90% air rule. Right. Um, unfortunately, on this particular day, it clipped a branch and came down in front, well, not in front, I guess behind the the forward tee. And I think everyone knows the old, you know, if you don't hit it past the, the ladies' tee, you have to walk around the rest of the hole with your manhood out. And so that is not really a rule that Scott or I subscribe to. Um nor do most of our playing partners because, honestly, um, you know, the only shafts I need to see are on the golf clubs, correct? I, I like not getting uh, kicked off golf courses for indecent exposure. Right. Um, but 
<clears throat> one of the gentlemen that we were playing with was very adamant about Scott fulfilling that old golf adage of, you know, um, rock with your fill-in-the-blank yeah. out. And repeatedly, over and over, kept on saying to him, pull it out. Yo, pull it out, man. You didn't hit it past the tees. You got to pull that out, man. And Scott and I just kind of looked at each other like, uh, I think this dude's joking. And then five minutes into it, when he's still yelling at Scott to pull it out, we realized he was not joking about it, and he wanted to see it. It it went on for the, the rest of the hole. When we were putting up at the green and we're leaving, he says, man, I can't believe you didn't pull it out. Well, you know what I say. Just got to leave the pin in. <laughs> We need a t-shirt with that. Exactly. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so that's 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 another one of our shared stories from Beth Page. Um, and then my, my last one is just Beth Page to me, because I didn't golf until I was 17, 18 years old. Beth Page to me was where I went sleigh riding every single winter. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends... Or sometimes weekday nights, my dad would take us out there and we'd go sleigh riding down the hills of the Black Horse because it's a state park. It's open to everybody. And yep. then we'd go inside, get hot chocolate, and then head home. Yeah. So for 18 years of uh, my life, that's what Bethpage was. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they let you do that anymore. <laughs> Probably not. I bet you on the red or something, on the first hole of the red, that's another steep downhill hole. Mm-hmm. I bet you they let you. Yeah, you might be right. I, I don't know because I don't live anywhere near Long Island now. Right, right. Um, so. But moving from sleds to carts, our boy, uh, Big John Daly, who's growing sideways by the day, is going to be riding a cart at the PGA, Scott. He's got a lifetime exemption with the win. Uh, but <laughs> what do you do if you see just John Daly riding down the car path? Uh, from a beer? Do we give him? A, hey, you think you can get a sticker on his golf cart? Um, I don't know. But okay, now that's try. that's what I think people need to do. If you get a sticker from Scott, we need to leave the pin and army out there, plastering John Daly's cart with stickers. Uh, that 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 would pretty much be, and you know what I. I may even just hand it to him if I see him and just be like, here you go, J.D. Maybe pop that on the cart somewhere. Yes, please. Please. Is he even going to be – is he going to play 90-degree rule? Is he going to play cart path only? He's not even going to be allowed on the fairways with being so wet. You know what's hysterical is that the general public cannot play that course with a cart. (laughs) I I am so intrigued. I I pray – Please get some video footage of this, Scott, because I pray that it's on TV or on TNT coverage. I need to see this man in a cart and see if they let him on the fairways. Uh, well, if he's yeah, if he's out there playing tomorrow, I will hunt him down and, and get a shot of him riding around. Um, and then my guess is he's not going to be playing on Sunday. Do you think it's an open-top cart? 
like the rules mm. officials go around in? Or I wonder if it's just one of the regular best page cards. Like they give him a, a regular cart from the course. Is he allowed to have the rain cover hoods on the back? I think his caddy still will carry his clubs. And he just rides in the car. But he's going to have literally uh, a Yeti filled with Diet Coke and cigarettes. I mean, it's John Dale. He's got to stay on brand, so probably. It's just it's mind-blowing. Like, I can't wait to see it. I, it just – part of me feels like it makes a mockery of major championship golf. Um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. The other part of me loves it, though, because it's John Daly. You know what? Uh, I think they let Casey Martin play in the U.S. Open with a golf cart. They did, but let's be honest. Casey Martin had a had a genetic debilitating disease where mm-hmm. his f- blood literally did not flow to his legs and 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 he didn't get enough blood flow to the muscles, so he couldn't even walk 18 holes. Right. John Daly is an ex-alcoholic nicotine addict who's basically destroyed himself from the inside out for the last 35 years. Also true. So, yeah, I, I, I know, um, you know, obviously I know of the, of, the, of the Casey Martin battle. I remember that, but I don't think it's in anywhere uh, in the same atmosphere as this John Daly thing. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. I just I think it's insane. Like John Daly's gonna give himself diabetes and then and then what? Like petition the PGA tour to have like Slugger White give him an insulin pump? I don't know. You know what? I I I almost don't care because he's he's not gonna be in contention. So it's just John Daly gets to go out and play a couple rounds of golf. That that's how I feel about it. And if we can get a sticker on his cart, then I mean amen. Yeah, if he puts a cigarette on his cart, I, I'm all for him riding around the cart. I'm all for him making the cut. Heck, I'm all for him being in the final group. What if he, listen, remember back in the U.S. Open, I think it may have been Pinehurst, but I, I can be wrong. Someone's going to correct me. I know that. Remember when he was putting the ball from the fringe and couldn't get it up the hill? He was shaking, smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. drinking Diet Coke, and then smashes the ball and walks off the course? What yeah. if, what if, with a leave the pin and sticker on his cart, he just decides, you know what, I'm done, and then just g- drives over a green? Um, as long as he doesn't knock the pin over, because then it might fall out. And you got to leave it in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, all right, so let's just recap for people. We got a little bit off. A little bit off topic here. Uh, check. That's what we do best. Yeah, this is very true. Find Scott tomorrow, 1 o'clock, 17th Green, Beth Page Black. Be one of the first three people there. Get a Swing Juice Beth Page t-shirt. You can see that on SwingJuice.com. They did a take on the famous Beth Page skilled golfer sign. Not one of the first three people to find Scott on the 17th Green tomorrow at 1 p.m. 17th T. Damn, excuse me. Not one of those first three people. Still, find him there. Get a sticker. Take your picture with it around the course. On any course, for that matter. Put you on an Instagram story. Put you on the pod. Talk about it. Get you some exposure out there. Scott, uh, how long 
just so we can give people a time frame. You're going to be there half an hour? I don't, I don't want to stick you there all day. No, I, no. So I'm, I'm leaving the course at about 2.30. Uh, so I figure I'll be there, let's say, for an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, at that point, because I'm going to be there as close to 8 a.m. as I can. Okay. I think is when the gates open. Uh, at that point, I'm going to be done walking the course. Um, and I'm just going to be looking for a place to kind of hang out. And the 17th hole is a, you know, it's a fun place to watch some people tee off. And from the 17th tee, you can see the 16th green. Um, you can see the 15th tee, I think. So that's a good spot for to kind of plant down for about an hour and kind of just see what's going on. So that's what I'm going to do. And this is not a happy Gilmore stunt to go to the ninth green at nine. Okay. Scott's actually going to be there. He's actually going to be giving away some merch. Okay. Yeah, no, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be there. So uh, I would tell you what I was going to wear, but depending on the weather, it, I, it may be covered up and yeah. So, but, um, yeah. Scott, hey, hey. And, and by the way, if it's raining, like it is now, don't even bother. Cause I won't be there. Yeah, but if if it is, um, they can find you Sunday as well, correct? Correct. Um, Sunday, I'll Instagram where I'm going to be. Awesome. Because I'm going with some other people, and I want to kind of go with the flow there. Yeah, so, so check out our Instagram page, at Leave the Pin. Um, check out the Instagram story. You'll put it on there, right? So, so they can uh, kind of follow along with you as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Um, let's switch gears real quick, Scott. Let's just recap yep. last week at Trinity Forest. Um, just so you know, I got about five minutes before I have another media commitment. Yeah, cool, cool. We'll be done okay. done super Perfect. quick. Um, so real quick, Trinity Forest is a pretty cool course, right? Built on an illegal landfill dump in Dallas. Um, so kind of like those those Housewives of Dallas, pretty on the outside, but dig deep, and they're kind of toxic. Um, True. It's built by public money, but the public can barely play. They do 30% of rounds designated for public play, but no one knows exactly how that's calculated, so it's kind of shady, you know? Um, mm. Built on a former landfill, link-style course. Did you watch any of it? Uh, I watched maybe an hour on Friday and maybe 25 minutes on Saturday. Yeah, it um it lost its luster this year. It's the home course of SMU as well. It plays best when it's dry, it's windy, it's firm and fast. It didn't. That, it, Texas is under flood watch. Houston is drowning. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Dallas has had some awful rain just like us. Tons of rains and storms. Thunderstorms canceled the Pro-Am. It's, uh, rain delays left and right. Sung Kang won in what I believe was the... Most boring tournament of the year. Yeah, unless you like watching guys make super easy birdies, th- there was really nothing going on. Right, and I don't mind that every once in a while, but it was it was just a little bit much this week, and and there was just you know what it, it's it's I bet you it's a fun course to play. It does not translate on television. Every hole looks the same. I totally agree with that. You know, I here's the other thing. I'm so hyped up for Beth Page. Right. That, that short of it being like, I, I, I don't know, like a, a five-hole playoff that was you know between 
Tiger and Phil. I don't know what else would have got me into golf this week. The only thing that was even remotely exciting was Tony Romo putting like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. Tony Romo putts with a long putter like Happy Gilmore, practices and plays eight hours a day. Like he's literally turning into an old retired dude. Um, yeah. I, I heard on something that they think that maybe he's kind of gearing up for the Champions Tour. Well, I could see him definitely probably making a name out there. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be in great shape by the time he turns 50. How old is he now? 38. Oh, my God. Okay, so, that's it. Yeah, that's not, yeah, exactly. The other thing I also heard was that they thought he was the third most famous person playing. Uh, that's insane. I mean, well, I don't know. Actually, maybe to like non golf nerds, maybe they're right. Well, so yeah, well, here's my thing. He's to non golf people, he's the most famous person. Playing. Yeah. I mean, what were people most, saying? Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and then him? Yeah, that's, that would be the three that came to my mind. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and that's probably it, but who outside of like, you know, golf fans knows who Brooks Kepka is. No, I don't, I don't, I don't even think, uh, you know, hell, Brooks Kepka doesn't even believe people know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. hey, you know what? Good tournament, Sun Kang. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Your winner won by three, so that's phenomenal. Uh, but let's be honest, Scott, it's all about black, right? Yep. All exactly. Right. Let's uh, let's remind people they can sponsor our podcast and help out. Just go to our anchor page and click the support link. You can help out for as little as ninety nine cents a month. Follow us on Twitter at leave underscore the underscore pin. Uh, but more importantly, check us out on Instagram at leave the pin. Check it out this week because Scott is going to be doing a ton of media at Beth Page Black, the PGA Championship this week. Scott, anything else to talk about? Nope, it's the People's Country Club, and I can't wait to get out there. Amen. Not that I'm, not that I'm playing, but, you know, again, if they need to fill out the field, uh, I'm, I'm available. Hey, you keep waiting in that car and uh, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. All right, have a good one, guys. Bye. See you on the course.